Thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my salmon extraordinary, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And you're up in the house for episode 129. Welcome back, yeah, everyone. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a fun and interesting week, this one. Have you been watching anything any, uh, of interest lately? Yeah, I caught the... Um, uh, uh, are you familiar with Dota? Yeah, Dota. Yeah. The um, Defense of the Ancients. Yeah, Defenders of the Ancient, Ancients. There's... um. Netflix dropped this uh, animated series that's based on a story from Dota. Really? Yeah. And it was oh, eight episodes and it was pretty They had dope. a vaguely interesting storyline. So that that sounds sounds like a fun catch. Yeah, it, it's pretty dope. It's about like this. Um, uh, I mean, well, it, it's about like three stories. But um, basically, this fucking, this dude's trying to end the world. And what's caught up in it is this dragon knight who is, you know, you raise your whole... <laughs> <laughs> his family was killed by a dragon so he spent his whole life killing dragons and one day he encountered an elder dragon and it just so happens that the dude that's trying to end in the world needs to kill that dragon in order to do so and absorb its soul and um when he when the main character encountered that dude he was like like he was such an overwhelming threat that he was like, "Yeah, I'd much rather help the dragon kill you than anything." <laughs> so pretty much, that's instantly that's what he pretty does. Pretty bad. Your your the cut of your jib is so malignant that someone Bruh. who's hated Bruh. enemy, <laughs> they're just like, you know what? I'm going to side with them against you because you just you just don't rub me right. Pretty much, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So, um, uh, the the dragon was impressed by his bravery in that case. You know, it, it was um, it was uh uh. The, the evil force took over. His name is Terrible. Terrible took over the, the, the soul of another dragon and um, killed that dragon, stole its soul, which caused the eldest, the, the leader of the dragons to show up. And um, when the main character got there, that's when all that shit went down. Shit went sideways. Pretty much. And yeah, so the, 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 the leader of the dragons, um, his way of thanking the human was killing him and binding his soul to his. Because... <laughs> Spoiler alert! When he found the, when he fought the Terrorblade, who was trying to end the world, he did not win. <laughs> he, he, he did not win, and um, even though the the main character helped um uh um deliver the decisive blow, he was still killed in the fight, pretty much, or like oh, so he, it's not like he it's not like fight. he was like victorious, and then he rendered his soul was like here you go, you were nah, whack nah, anyway. Nah, 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 nah. The, the dragon <laughs> was on the verge of death. Oh, some dragon heart shit. Gave yeah. Him his... I mean, he didn't really say... I, I, uh, they haven't really elucidated on the dragon's motives yet, but it feels like... Um, oh, it's a series. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, um, and they only have eight episodes up so far. But it feels like the... the oh, um, that's not the arc? Um, not for the dragon. Uh, they the, the, At the end of the eight, it wraps up... Um, the other story just that I didn't talk about. Nah, 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 nah. Terrorblade fucks shit up at the end of the day. Oh, he's <laughs> still running, run, running his rampage. Well, yeah. Um. Uh, uh. When he kills the dude in the first, like, he disappeared back to his realm. But, you know, he's the big bad. He's he's trying to end the world and recreate it in his own image. So you can't just kill him and get rid of him. No, he's definitely having a contingency. Gotta so, have a contingency. Yeah. So, um, but the, the other story that they talk about is this, is pretty interesting, is this goddess called Selimene. And how her followers have been worshiping her for like thousands of years, but 
Oh, uh, man, it's pretty fucked up. Basically, she's an evil goddess who's convinced her her brood that she she's should. a benevolent, benevolent yeah. goddess. That's an age-old trick, bro. It absolutely is. It's a, and it's a I mean, very, very good trick. It's God's thing. You because, gotta control the narrative every well, time. And, and that's what it is, is because, you know, good and evil is, good and evil is all relative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's perspective-based. And so it's, it, it's very easy as long as you are keeping them in a certain, you know, comfortable state to 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 you know put everything in a light that it's you're the good guy you have to i mean because because like uh you know never never no one ever thinks they're the bad guy the only like truly fucked up people think they're the think they're the bad guy and are cool with it well it's 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 funny it's like when you see villains dude it's a it's a there's a clear dichotomy between villain villains who are like sociopathic who hurt people because they're broken and they 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 somehow relish that that feeling they're sadists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's villains who are on a mission of vengeance or some kind of rational goal that is relatable. And so yeah, it's it, it, villains usually fall into one of those two camps. Either they're just sociopathic or they're 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 on a mission that's misunderstood. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> Or we understand their mission correctly. Yeah. It's just that they're they're fucking nuts and <laughs> you gotta chill. They but, have um, misunderstood the the proper path to take forward. Yeah. But it, it's it was really dope. The animation is top notch. The um the uh the voice acting and the and the sound is sound design is fucking amazing. And there's mm. dragon fights, there's magic, there's fucking elves and shit. It's cool. Yeah. Kinda spoiled some shit, but it, it's pretty dope. Check it out. Uh, if you wanna see that shit. If you like fucking is, what is it called, Dota? Uh, yeah, Dragon something. It's called Defenders of the Ancient some shits. I don't know. If you go on Netflix, it's there in the front. They they promoting the shit out of it. Okay. But um, wow, I'm surprised, man, because Dota is an IP that actually it's very derivative. Because if you're familiar with Dota when it started, it was pretty much a game that was derived from taking World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm sorry, not not World of Warcraft. Warcraft three sprites. And putting them in um, uh, kind of League of Legends type of setting, a MOBA setting. Mm-hmm. And so the original IP didn't really have much originality to it. It was all Blizzard uh, character design that was, you know, kind of appropriated and made into a game, which is why it didn't go too far. But then I guess somehow they, they managed to, to to keep it pushing because they have Dota 2 out in, yeah. in terms of games. And now they, they have a whole like anime four. that's heavily pushed by by Netflix. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I think um they started designing their own characters ages ago, but it's um I think probably what happened was they saw the the they saw the market for it and people actually liked the game, so they're like, man, if we want to do this and actually make money from it, we should probably have our own IP. <laughs> and you know, and I think that they benefited from dealing with Blizzard before Activision bought them. Facts. <laughs> mean, I don't. I, I just don't see this with, ending well for them if Activision was Blizzard, only dealing with Blizzard when they were still run by people and not corporate. Yeah, machines. and because honestly, Blizzard was so focused on World of Warcraft at the time. Because I remember when Dota came out. I actually remember it was this weird white kid named Gleb that uh, when I was in name. college. Yo, no, no, he was you. from the Ukraine. But um, oh, okay, okay. I was about to say that if, was his name, were, Gleb. If you were like American. Uh, but if you were American and your parents named you Gleb, I'd be like, yo, you got to fight Oh, your yeah. No, you got to. Your you parents are mean. Parents, bro. Like, they're either rich or mean. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> evidently that's like the new, um, that's the this new kick for rich people is name your kids. Nothing new about reckless it. Reckless. Nothing shit. new about it. Frank, 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 Frank Zappin's kid's name is Moon Unit and fucking 
I don't even remember what the other yeah, one is. Yeah, but I think even if Frank Zappa was poor, he would do the same thing. Uh, I, was, <laughs> but, I was more referencing like Elon Musk, but yeah, they all he's the, name each other. I'm, I'm telling their you. kids crazy shit. That's pretty normal, son. I don't remember what other celebrity named their kid Apple, but celebrities oh, named yeah, their kids Oh, yeah, that was Celine Dion, I want to say. Celine Dion's child is named Apple? <laughs> I don't know. I think Michael Jackson's child is named Blanket. Blanket. Yeah. yeah it's like, know, rich, so, rich people do crazy shit. But yeah, they wow. That's they can do, a little they bit can okay. They do it. Yeah. Like, I... The reason why I don't really trip never has to that, abide by anyone's bullshit. Exactly. You got enough money to insulate exactly. yourself from that it's part of life. because you have enough money that if they go in for a job interview and they're like, blanket. Job interviews? The fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, job interviews? What least, did you um, do wrong? <laughs> but no, that's, that, that's my whole point. Like, yeah. it, it's only regular people that if that's you name That's not to say they don't have poor, their own issues, but they oh, definitely deal with our issues. But the very least, if you name your kid a poor, if you name a poor kid a fucked up name, you're Adding an additional yeah. barrier to their success. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, um, moving on from that. So yeah, uh, you definitely highly recommend the Dota. Oh, hell yeah. Dota it was, show. It was fucking, the story is really, really good. Like I couldn't, like I was, I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch one episode and I'm going to get back to do some work. All right, I'm just going to finish this next one and then I got it. Oh shit, for real? All right, just one more and more. All right, fuck it, I'm just going to finish this shit. <laughs> and it was, it was funny because at the, when it ended, I was just like, fuck, that's it? God damn! So it's 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 really good. It's it's it, it'll pull you in, man. It'll pull you in. Good shit. Well, you know, similarly, uh, Dragon's Blood. That's the Dragon's that's Blood. Dota Dragon's Blood. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. So, uh, similarly, I watched. Uh, I finished up Dave, and man, that show that it grabs you. It is it, his zany take on his his life. Very entertaining. I got to <laughs> give it to him. And not to, not for nothing, it's actually really well acted. The actors in that show do put on a, a pretty knockout performance, um, especially his girlfriend, um, because they go through some really emotional, like, back and forths. That, and that's something that I love when they do. And um, I don't want to get killed, but I know Louis C.K. Uh, Louis C. K. had a show called... Um, it's called uh, Horse and Pete's, but it's about a bar, and it's got some real, real awkward situational comedy that I really enjoyed. And this one, Dave actually firmly situates himself in that comedic space. Um, I really nice. appreciate like the 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 dramatic uh, effects, and also like the little bits of growth that that he goes through in the show. Like, I really hope it is more. Uh, autobiographic than anything because <laughs> boy it, that is one hell of a life you know what nah, I mean probably not because the the way I, I was thinking I was just like oh okay that's because you know, well, the way you're describing describing it sounds like the typical like sitcom curve you know what I mean like oh yeah it's definitely um it's definitely structured that way like yeah. the sequence of events could go in a vastly different way I'm sure sure um because life never very rarely uh, sequences itself you know perfectly but i mean in 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 reference to like you know the the position the people in his life the trajectory of his um his career you know what i mean the kind of lessons that he had to learn like there was some really like interesting lessons that he had to learn like at one point um he has a manager who is a close friend of his and uh he feels like the manager isn't advocating for him he's advocating for you know the money play and dave is like he is stalwart about sticking to his artistic uh, vision. And so, like, he's going off on him. And so he has, and at one point he he comes to realize, like, there's a lot of people depending on you. And you're yelling at him 
for trying to help situate you in a position to where those people's, you know, uh, faith in you is merited. And you're just going off on him because he doesn't understand. He's not pushing hard enough for your 12 minute prison rape song. <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 in, in, in the moment as an artist, you can feel how justified he was, especially the way they, they set it up. But in the retrospect, you're like, oh no, dude, what are you, what are you doing, man? These people love you, man. These guys have put all their, all these guys have put their life, their their livelihoods on the life for you, line for you. So like, it'd be nice if you showed a little bit more respect for that. You know what I mean? Not to say that you don't be the artist you want. They love the artist you are. That's why they put their life, <laughs> their livelihood on the line for you. So you know what I mean? You have to, as the artist have to find a way to navigate that and balance that. Yeah, and I was like, definitely. That's like- deep. That's deep. There's definitely two types of artists, son. The uh, the self-absorbed, like, this is all for me, and the, like, oh, I'm bringing everybody with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And and Dave always had that kind of feeling about him, but then he realized that the peop- a lo- most of the people that he was bringing with him were trash. And then, moreover, a the, lot of, people a lot of the new people he too. met were good, and he had to learn to know the difference between the two. You know what I mean? <laughs> Facts. And, and that's, that's real life shit right there. Yeah, that's just real shit, man. And and it's funny because <laughs> at one point, one of the arcs is that he's got these old homeboys who have been always been like encouraging his comedic career. Um, but it's 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 on the level of buffoonery. They're laughing at him, not with him. <laughs> and his comedy has been developed to some degree around that. And part of the evolution of his comedy was realizing like, oh, these people were laughing at me. And so maybe that extreme shock value, that 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 slapstick nature, has to mature into something else because mm, it is no longevity to it. Yeah, and it's it's harder to sell to the public. You know what I mean? Like you want to be a mainstream rapper, you might be able to get your niche off like that. You can get your niche core audience off like that, but you're not going to break into mainstream rap that way. You're just not. Mm-hmm. And that's up to you. You're like Slim Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's up to you if you want to, if you just want to keep on parlaying that that underground space, or if you want to be bigger. The way you're talking is you want to be bigger. So put your money where your mouth is and do what you got to do to be bigger. And and it's something that anyone who who produces something artistically in this environment, in terms of this capitalist American environment, you're going to have to come, come to grips with, you know, because really and truly, you're your own, you're your own, you know, cap. There's no other ceiling other than what you're willing to put into it, you know, you know, based on just direct input to, to, to the audience. You know, there's a lot of other things that go into it. Yes, for sure. But in terms of your own personal success, that's on you. And that's one thing that, that you got to realize, you know, and, and it's real liberating when you do. And Dave goes through that. It's something that I think that most artists who mature and, be, and uh, manage to uh, remain artists late in life. It's something that they come to grips with. But yeah, Dave was a really good watch. I very much enjoyed that. Um, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's a great watch with a with a, with a significant other or a female, just somebody else. It, it, it's a it's a good good time. I also caught um I forgot about that, but I also caught uh, uh, Harley Quinn, the uh, the animated series. I also caught is, that um is this a new animated series? Uh, new is in like a couple years. It may be like two years old, if that. Okay, is this the one where she, where Joker dies and she tries to go back to her, um, to Gotham to do good? Yeah, 
Well, not or, or kind of make up in her yeah, own quirky like, way, make up yeah, for what she to did. Yeah, like reinvent herself type Yeah. Deal. Okay, that's cool. I was yeah. actually interested in that. I heard about it and never actually watched it, but it seems very interesting. I'm a, I like Harley Quinn as a it's character. It's very funny. Oh, it's, it's funny? It's, it's a comedy, so it's fucking hilarious. Um, uh, that is also like amazing voice actors. Like it is, it is, um, I sort of get the vibe of like Harvey Birdman for the DC universe (laughs) is sort of like what it reminds me of. I fuck with Harvey Birdman heavy. Um, because you know, the only, honestly, the only thing I don't like about the show is Harley Quinn herself. And it's simply that archetype of like walking chaos. Like it is because the thing about her is she's. Uh, I don't want to say dumb because uh, her character is actually supposed to be pretty smart, but she yeah, makes horrible decisions. She makes horrible, horrible High decisions. High low wisdom? You know what it is? There it is. It's like, um, <laughs> you know the episode of uh, 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 Boondocks where Riley uh, became the, the chocolate baron of the school? Yeah. And then Huey's like, yo, you want me to tell you how this is end? And Riley's just like, <laughs> spoiler alert, don't tell me shit, nigga, I'm just going to do That's that is more or less the dynamic between um, she lives her life Harley at, Quinn <laughs> and fucking Poison Ivy. Like, she lives by the philosophy of "What if this was a movie?" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. She's but just what if this like, was a movie and I did just destroy everything for no reason? What would you do then? Facts. That is that is almost <laughs> literally like the type of shit she does, and that's honestly the only thing I don't like about the show. But but other than that, it, it's it's still funny. It's not enough to get me. That to is stop also watching one the of show. the best episodes of Boondocks, and that's a great segue into our next topic because you know it's coming up. <laughs> 2022 HBO Max has officially announced the release of Boondocks season four. Season nice. four, right? Um, I have no idea. Season four, season know. five, the next season of Boondocks. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, dude, I was super excited when I saw it. So I was just like, yeah, I heard the Boondocks coming reboot. back. They decided to just continue on. That's interesting. Yeah, I believe Amber Gruder is involved with it now. People were complaining I mean, about some of the people. That's the only who, way I'd watch. Yeah, I would not watch it if it, it wasn't after the dumpster I fire that was the last. I stopped watching the last season in the middle of it because I was just like, oh no, dude! After episode three, I was like, no, 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 that's no. you right guys are just you I guys are gonna too. fucking shit all over this, and I am not gonna partake in this. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even care about that. I just didn't enjoy the episode. So it, it was wasn't bad. Worth exactly, watching. it was just bad. <laughs> And like, not only was it bad, it it like it didn't even like seem vaguely interesting to see what happened. It was like confusing, which is hard to do. I didn't understand that show had great intrigue. It had that show had everything. It did had great characters, perfect. But yeah, like um, everything. I did see in the comments people were complaining that um, John Witherspoon's son evidently does a great impression of him. Oh, that's cool. And unfortunately, they did not. Uh, uh, contact him to see if he would be interested in playing Granddad's role, which is whatever. As long as they got a good person to play the role, yeah. I mean, but it's just like, dang, John that would have been nice. Son, an actor, a voice actor. Ah, uh, that would be. My, I don't know. Maybe he is. I actually one. don't know for sure. But I'm only assuming that he was interested. Which is why there was talk. But then again, it is the internet. They could have, this yeah. thing could have no interest whatsoever. The internet's yeah, making a huge you know I mean? think about it. Also, if he was interested, nigga, fucking contact Aaron McGruder. Your dad worked on the show. You think he don't have his number? That's why, man, internet people are ridiculous, bro. They are pretty ridiculous. It's just making up goofy ass shit. Like, this nigga can't contact Aaron McGruder and ask him to do that and audition for the spot specifically. And, and that's the thing and is, I'm sure there was audition. favor because he was his grandfather. Like, that's ridiculous. And they were, because there's a lot of, um, roles that need to be filled because there's this charlie murphy's character john witherspoon's character um i think ed asner passed away too didn't he he played on oh, um, elder he? Wunsler. no or am i or am i tripping i don't know maybe let me not 
Because he was, I know One Soldier was a very popular voice. His voice was like one of the ones that you could recognize from other shows. Oh, yeah. Ed Asner's got a classic voice. Oh, no, yeah, I'm tripping. My my G's still alive. I apologize, Mr. Asner. (laughs) I apologize for that. You OG. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with you. All right. Granny goodness. But hopefully he was able to get all those people to reprise their roles as well. So who knows if they're returning. But I am excited to see what they come up with. There's been tons of content for him to address. You know there's going to be a Capitol riot. They got to have to address that somehow. Um, I wonder. I wonder what other issues he's going to try to tackle. I don't know, man. I let him. I let him do his thing. That's yeah, his, man. He's I always mean, most of the things that uh, 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 most of the storylines. I didn't. I wasn't even aware if they're real life counterparts when I saw the episodes, and they were still dope. A lo- so. it, you know, not I'm for just, nothing. Just, Boondocks did make it. me aware of a lot of things, like Latarius Milton. Mm-hmm. I was not familiar yep. with this young man until they put the spotlight on him. That's, and boy, how, I was that a, that, that's how I found out that he was real life of their shit. I was like, wait, this thing is real? I just couldn't, <laughs> yo, I couldn't imagine I just want to do hood rat things with my friends. I just want to do hood rat things. Like, wow, for like, real? Wow. But I wanna, you got the cigarettes? Unsurprisingly, what? my G is in jail right now. No surprise. You, yo, nah, man. I mean, unfortunately, that boy's structure was built wrong. Definitely, he was he was clearly missing his uh his familiar structure. It was only his grandmother there taking care of him, and she was and not she capable. Was, you know, she was too busy probably trying I mean, to keep the, a house over. The his little head. boy manhandled her. What eight? I was Show like, me. geez, um. How how does little boy put hands on her like that in the fried chicken joint? Like, that shit was crazy. Unfortunately, it's one of those things. I mean, that's why they decimate our communities, because, you know, it's sort of easy to plot the the downfall. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's there's a lot. That's a whole nother discussion. There's a lot that goes into that whole that whole issue. But, yeah, Boondocks was really good at, like, pointing out some of the really, really deep seated issues in the community that might not be addressed as openly as uh, as it is. It addressed. The terrible, the terrible uh, tradition of um, diets in 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 the black community with the Luther, the shit that we were willing to eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like God, dang! Like people were eating some wild, reckless shit. And when I saw that, like, oh, the Luther, that was not original, by the way. Mm-mm. The Luther was just real was, was was definitely an idea that was taken from somebody else who was really making hamburgers with donuts. As Not buns. only was that inspired by real life, people then started doing it more after it appeared oh, yeah. on the Boondocks. And, and, I, and that's, I think that that's part of like uh, an issue that some comedians have, like Dave Chappelle, is like you're sitting here satiring something, and in in the comedy of it, people are recreating it more and more, and so you've just magnified it. And that's that was not your goal. Mm-hmm. I the mean, goal of laughing at something isn't to magnify it. I don't think such is the nature of the beast, you know. Especially, well, specifically in the spa- in the in the for comedians, like that is their tool, right? That is their craft. Mm-hmm. And that's their way to interface with other people, and they're not responsible know? for their for their audiences. I mean, not that too, but you know? it's like, um, like I don't know if you want to do good in the world, and you can't. Not everybody can be. You know, uh, uh, I don't know, a cop or not, that's not necessarily the a moral authority. We'll just say a moral go. authority. Not everybody can be in, but you know, if you have a unique gift, you can use that and highlight things in your community that need highlighting, but mm-hmm. in a way that's more receptive to more people. I think, and I think it's important to do it with the comedic art form um, because comedians can address things that are hurtful in a way that isn't hurtful. And so it could begin a kind of a. a yeah. Kind of a catharsis, a growth. 
And it can you start know, the conversation. Um, if it's from utilized a for that, if it's utilized well, and it's not in a pandering type of way, you know what I mean. And that's that's a very delicate line, and that's why good comedians are are something to be valued, and bad comedians are something to be <laughs> heckled. But um, I mean, bad comedians usually don't make it too far anyway. No, I mean the thing is, is that unfortunately you could be a bad comedian and get gigs. And just make a career of being yeah, a back for comedian. Sure. But what I mean by is like, um, but yeah, you won't make it being far. like mainstream. Those invite you anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Well, being mainstream and actually influence, having your words reach people as a comedian, mm. that shit is mad hard. That's just mm. like a, it's at least a five year journey. Oh my goodness, yes, no, yeah, that's 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 a, I think it's a bit of an understatement, but yeah, definitely an understatement. That's why I led with at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. It, it, it's nice when comedians are 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 mindful of that, and they they um they tailor their performances to take that into account. Um, I think that's what Dave Chappelle does. I think that you get that from a lot of black comedians. I think black comedians more frequently have to be mindful of that line. Um, just because I because I don't believe in cancel culture. Like, yes, people getting yelled at on Twitter is not being canceled. Having a bunch of people say. You're 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 a disgusting person on social media is not being canceled. Like very few white comedians actually like lose money. Like a few do. Like the guy who got fired from SNL, I'm sure he lost money. But I think the vast preponderance of 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 white comedians who say outlandish shit, and I'm not talking about the ones who are like guilty of rape or sexual assault. Okay, I'm just talking about the ones who say off brand jokes. The ones who are guilty of sexual assault. If you think that's cancel culture, then I don't think you understand what um breaking the law is. And so <laughs> you can't get canceled for breaking the law. That's called breaking the law and going to jail. And so, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that there's like comedians who say racy jokes that people, some people don't like. And, and, and they straddle a line. And so, you know, you, you gotta, you know, when you're, when you're playing to the audience, you gotta be mindful. And, and when you can do that well, it's definitely something to be lauded. And, and white comedians, I think, don't have a lot of the, the ramifications that I think black comedians do. And so you see a lot of more black comedians that refine that technique and are good at, at, at doing that. But, you know, we, we shall see moving into the future uh, if Boondocks is able to maintain that great social commentary line and comedy line, you know, because they told both of them very well for many seasons. I mean, I'd say two, but yeah. I don't know. Well, well, I I think it, I think it was season four that the that they usurped it from him. I mean, I mean, I I season one. I, I to be, from my personal opinion, I did not enjoy season three anywhere as much as I enjoyed one or two. Yeah, I mean, I I I enjoyed pretty much all of the seasons up until that until Aaron Magruder stopped working on the show. Um, I did notice that in in the the last season that he worked on, they were you could tell they were asking him like, can we get a can we get a defined storyline, please? Like, can you can can we know what's going on with Huey and Riley? Like, is there people who are chasing Huey? Like, what's going on here? Can we can we can we get some more clarity on that? And so you could see that he was he he had to insert some more of that into the plot that he might not have been ready for, and so that might have compromised it, but. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed uh, all the work he put into it. But moving on from that, yo, dude, I really want to uh, give some flowers to uh, Coda the Friend. He's a rapper, um, and he just put out a new project with Static Selecta called uh, To Kill a Sunrise. 
This shit's fire, man. Coda is total vibes, yo. Nice, like he's nice. the beat. Yo, first of all, Static Select is an OG in yeah, the production definitely. game. Like Static Select is one of my favorite producers, hands down. Him, Green Lantern, um, out here there's DJ Artistic. Like there's a lot of really good DJs out there. Um, but in terms of production, Static Select is doing it ridiculous. Um, and so yeah, I I really want to point that out because that that's an album that's worth checking out. Um, to Kill a Sunrise, yo, Coda. He put out a bunch of like, you know, little internet joints. I wouldn't say little internet joints. That sounds rude. But they're like 30-minute joints with him, a couple of features, you know, some just super vibes beats. Like they're they're like I wouldn't I don't want to say like um electronic jazz, but they have that feel to it. They have that feel to it. It's not bad though. It's just a lot of instruments. There's a lot of instruments in his in his beats. And so um yeah, yo, I, I I wanted to to point that out. We're on the entertainment topics for sure because that shit, that was a that that was a, a great find. I really enjoyed. Uh, like I actually re-listened to that album probably two or three times this week. Nice throughout the course of the week. Kendrick Doso, anything that I that Kendrick Bops says to is, is an instant <laughs> classic in this household as well. So jamming, yo, dude, did you hear that they're making a Ghost of Tsushima movie? Oh, that's with the fucking director lit. from John Wick. That's fucking lit, bro. Um, I was excited. I saw that. I was super amped. I was like, "Yeah, boy!" But a lot of people are saying, "Like, is that the right? Is the John Wick vibe the vibe that we, that you want for Ghost of Tsushima?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna give him. I, I don't care. Yeah, why um, not? I'm pretty sure that What's he knows how to make it? other types of movies. Is yeah. my thing. Like, even because if he has he's some of that first dark and vibe, foremost, um, a, a stunt director, right? I mean, I'm sorry, he's a stunt man, a stunt coordinator that later became a director. So, you know. oh, that's. That's great he knows because he's way has, around action. And and he knows the ins and the outs of the scene. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of oh, people yeah. only know what the scene looks like from the outside. Exactly. It's not the same thing as knowing what the scene looks like while you're in there pretending. You know what I mean? And exactly. so that's great. Yeah, dude. I was super uh excited when I heard that. That looks cool as fuck. Oh hell um, yeah, I'm with that. I'm gonna see I wanna keep that on the radar because that story was so fucking good uh, that I definitely would watch a movie version of that. I'm definitely <laughs> the next thing I will hope Chad to see Zahelsky, is that's his name. Is the uh the casting really i'm like oh, what are you gonna do with the casting please don't 47 ronin in I mean, or whatever it's gotta be a bunch of japanese people please that's all i'm hoping just like please <laughs> i mean use culturally appropriate it's about people. the mongol invasion of of sushi you know what i mean like let's I mean, please there isn't really any way around it let's not you know and, and that's not to say that i i love inclusion in, in all manners of 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 art and all that stuff but this is like it's a cult it's a period piece you know, it has a very strong cultural reference to it. So I don't see anything wrong with, you know, utilizing actors that 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 fit that cultural aesthetic, you know. And so because I, I hate that shit that people like now, like even games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, they're talking about the, the inclusion and there was no there was no uh, uh, representation for certain for certain people in the, in the game. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's a cast of six yeah, people. There's, there's, there's literally, you can, you can find Yo, y'all know hundreds this is of demographics. Earth, right? Y'all know there's no Midgard on Earth, right? You know, it's a, it's a fictional environment, right? Like, y'all know that? Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I just hope that they don't whitewash it. I hope that they use, you know, the casting is on point. Cause nah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the people involved with this story is, is on point because the thing that okay here's here's why I think they'll do it right. Assuming the team that worked on the game has anything to do with the movie, 
when I actually played the game with Japanese um, sub- dubs and English subtitles, and the lip sync was for English. Mm. Okay? So it was made over here, but they still did all their due diligence of getting like uh like a Japanese um mocap actor, mm-hmm. a Japanese voice actor, and all like authentic not really authentic, but you know what I mean they they did their they did put a lot of work into making this game authentic. So I feel like you know, I I think they use a program to do that. I think C D Project Red uh was using it as well where the animation for the lips is generated from the sounds. Oh, that's lit. Yeah, that's just that's crazy. Lit. So if they did, if they, as long that's as they lit. had authentic Japanese vocals, the lips, anima- sh- the lip animation should generate according to the sounds that it, it's making. So, yeah, I think I'm oh, pretty no. sure that that was this technology one definitely that they didn't used. Do that. <laughs> oh, they didn't do that? No, that's what I meant. They like, I can, I can see, in, um, like, I can read their lips and they're mm-hmm. speaking English, but the words okay. coming out of their face was Japanese. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah, no, that was a really cool thing that I saw in um in uh yeah, I'm fucking with man. They had a lot of pretty good movies. Cyberpunk 2077. Jeez, I was brain farting on the name of that game so hard right there. <laughs> but yeah, in, twi- in Cyberpunk 2077, they like I was I was awed by. See, that's the thing is like, man, why didn't I really wish they would have just taken more time? You know what I mean? Because that was another one where it's like, oh, you guys shot for the moon, man, and I mean, you guys had so many like really strongly built up pieces. You know what I mean? Like the sound, like they they use so many authentic sounds to generate the 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 soundtrack for the game, the yeah. the custom music, the the um the character designs, the uh, celebrity uh, cameos, all that stuff. They put so much work into it. They just they just didn't finish, and that sucks because we know why they didn't finish. It's definitely not because the developers were like, ah, let's just put this out there. <laughs> Well, CG Project Red is about the long game anyway, you know. They like each game they put out usually lasts them for like a while. Yeah, which is which which is why I'm kind of upset to see how much fire they're taking. They are under heavy legal assault right now and it's like you guys do know that the more that you guys legally assail them, the less resources they have to dedicate towards the game. Like it is a zero sum game for them in this in that respect. Like they don't have infinite resources to pay for um developers and for legal you know they they are still a, a, a an indie studio technically right i think so yeah good luck to them man they just released another patch and unfortunately they're still fixing bugs <laughs> and so they're not making as much headway as people would have hoped for in terms of adding in the the stuff that that was left out at launch but yeah sorry this that was a total sidetrack. Ghost of Tsushima, that shit looks fresh. Oh, um, man. And in some other entertainment news, <sighs> down goes the Joe Budden podcast. What happened? Bro, the drums. All right. And so. <laughs> the drums. Yeah, nah, I'm about, this, like, this is this is my gossip corner right here. This is the kind of shit that, 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 that piques my interest in the entertainment realm. So I, I, I regularly listen to the Joe Budden podcast, and they were off. For on a Wednesday, which was weird because they always they, they've been very diligent over the past four years about like, if we're not going to be here, we'll tell you niggas got COVID. We'll tell you a week in advance. You'll know when we're not showing up type of thing. Right. So they didn't show up for a Wednesday and that was off. So I was like, oh, but, you know, they're human. You know, they produce great content. Cool. And then the following episode, Rory and Maul, that wasn't on the episode. It was Joe and. His co-producers, it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> what's going on here? 
And so now the third episode, the most recent, came out. Joe's spilling the tea. So evidently, so on the show, you know, part of, and, and, and a lot of podcasts that have multiple hosts, you know, you'll have narratives, you know what I mean, that you'll build up, you know, back and forth just to create, you know, a consistent conversation that people can follow over time. Okay. And so one of the 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 narratives that they were building up on the JBP was a kind of a, a contention between Rory and Joe. But it seemed playful because I would never imagine two grown men talking to each other like this. You know, jokes about, yeah, 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 but but what if I what if I showed you my hands right now though? Then what would happen? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like if I told you, okay, uh, wait, wait, what if we just slap box right here? You'd be like, ha ha ha, you're clearly not, you're clearly not serious. You know what I mean? Jokey right. jokes. So that's been going on for several weeks. And it's been kind of escalating. I was like, ooh, niggas is niggas is spicy talk. You know what I mean? Like, all right. I thought Joe, I thought that they were friends behind the scenes. So this is all just what they're giving us. I've I've learned to make a distinction between the personalities and how they're they interact on air and how they interact behind the scenes. It's two different things. One's a performance, one's real life. You know, not not super you know, complex. So I'm thinking that things are really just fine. Evidently, they really they really spicy. Like <laughs> all these times that Rory is offering Joe his hands. <laughs> Rory is fully well willing to stand up and offer him the hands. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. It First of all, I have no doubt that Joe will fucking fold Rory up. Come on, man. I, I don't think Rory, Joe is like six and change, six foot and change, 200. Rory's probably my height, maybe a buck 80. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a fair fight. Like, I'm just like, yo, Rory, really? That's the spice? I don't know. I mean, that all depends on training, my true, nigga. True, 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 But I don't know. I put my money on Joe on that one. All things being equal, not knowing the training factor. But that's he neither here nor there. I never thought it was actually going to come to blows with him. I thought it was all funsies and games. So Joe, as this is, this is crescendoing, decides, you know what? I'm going to make an executive decision here. I'm going to hit up Rory and tell him, yo, just lay low for a couple of episodes, let things cool <laughs> off, and then come back. And You know what I mean? Because things have been real tense, and I want to alleviate that somehow. Rory's response is, is nigga, you're not my boss. <laughs> nigga, I don't work for you. Nigga, I'm part of the show. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Like, there's no Joe Button, Joe Button podcast with Rory and Maul without Rory. That's it's just fair. Joe Budden podcast with Maul. So you can't tell me not to show up. Now, that I think is a very interesting dynamic in and of itself. Because it is the Joe Budden podcast. The, the show definitely initiated off of the celebrity of Joe Budden, not the celebrity of Rory. Definitely. But that's true. That's not to say, even when I don't see Rory on the show, I don't feel like the show is complete. So Rory absolutely has a point to say. Nigga, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't show up. If I don't show up, you don't have a pod the way that you're supposed to have a pod. Yeah, I'm part of the brand. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that goes down. And now, I'm, and then now, mind you, let me just give the caveat. I'm giving this all based off of Joe's side of the story. Joe is definitely not the most reliable narrator. <laughs> he's. Not, I don't think that he's a bold-faced liar, but I do think that he is somebody who will... 
will will give you more perspective with his story than than objectivity. Mm-hmm. Color the truth, if you. So will. that, but he seemed to. But based on what he said, it seemed like he was accepting a, a substantial amount of the responsibility because that seems pretty straight up. That's a pretty straight up interaction, and that seems like a genuine, honest response. You know what I mean? Like I absolutely can understand, and I understand the con- the tense of actually having that conversation with someone like that's you don't under you don't know you know what i mean like you don't know what is like i don't know we don't i've never considered asking you that but like in the case of like having somebody who regularly you know works with you yeah that conversation could be tense i can imagine you know what i mean it's not Mm -hmm. a crazy a crazy thing and so and i and i think that rory had a very reasonable response so anyway I guess at some point that conversation finishes and then I guess Joe feels it's necessary to bring this up to Maul because evidently he's got two partners. So I guess this this is a conversation that's relevant to bring up to Maul. And so he brings it up to Maul and evidently Maul takes it even worse than Joe and he wasn't even the one who was being asked to chill. <laughs> he's like, wait a second. Nigga, I don't think any, nobody came into this under the, the expectation just is some kind of corporate entity. You're making a network. Got it. You're making a network. None of us came onto this with the idea that this was a job that we can get fired from. We were all doing this, especially for several years for free under the auspice that we were being invited. And then once we were invited, we made a house together, all of us in, 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 you know, cohesion. So for you to do that, that's not even that's And then to do that, uh, you know, unilater- unilaterally of your own volition? Nah, B. That's not respectful. And so Maul took it away. And so Maul was like, I'm I'm not coming back. And I was like, whoa. So now, so now he's lost both of his co-hosts off of the brazenness, off of <laughs> you know, of taking that step. Now, and there's I think there's a couple of 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 relationship dynamics to to be analyzed there. Firstly is in this in this this situation in the podcast space do is it you know even at that high level especially at that high level is it to should we expect the structure of it to be more free form like a a a cooperative of artists or more corporate like there's the brand and then the people who work with the brand because that's 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 a very different work dynamic, and and from what I understand, most of the podcasts that have multiple hosts, these are people who have chemistry over long periods of times and are typically friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't find that that corporate structure works well with friends. And as a matter of fact, I think that this example in particular is indicative of how instantaneously he tried to pull some of that corporate shit, some some hierarchy authority shit. And instantaneously, his his structure crumbled. It's the power of ego, man. And that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, wow, ego. the ego. And 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 yeah. But see, but this is my thing. Is like, I think I don't. I think this is a situation where nobody was particularly wrong because Joe is not wrong for assuming that he has that that um that authority. He was wrong in exercising it. And that's part of being a leader. Leaders have tons of authority that is symbolic and not meant to be exercised. And it's only respected because of the mutual respect that 
you will not exercise that kind of authority in this situation because of any other parameters like friendships or right. other relationship dynamics that now if you don't have any of those other parameters and in in this exact situation minus those parameters yeah tell him to chill and he doesn't have the right to be upset but given the structure that you've set up up until this point yeah you have to think about that this isn't just a this isn't like one of your other podcasts where these are people just hired these aren't your personal friends they might be but you your brand isn't built around them they are employees you know what i mean mall and rory's and parks have a different relationship to you and it seems like a, a breakdown in respect when you when you step there mm-hmm. i mean in in my um in my personal opinion though that shit was doomed the minute them niggas kept making jokes about trying to fight each other like it it's, it's that's really not a there's joke. certain things yeah. that like people keep trying to break or people keep trying to fix unfixable things right like if i cut your fucking hand off and you ain't got no doctor immediately close by like the hand ain't going back on feel me so the only way to really deal with that is to do your best to not get your hand cut off and I so think, when that problem mm-hmm. get got that far to where he felt the need to be like yo it's just chill from the not coming to the episode about three weeks prior, he should have been like, you know what? Maybe we should air out whatever the fuck it is. That's, that's going what on I said. I agree with you 100%. That's, going, that's, that's making... 100%. That's, that's what I said. How did it get this far? Mm-hmm. How did it get this far? And and Joe himself has said, it ain't a joke if we never get serious. You know what I mean? Like, that is not true. And, and so if we're continuously joking, 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 well, is it a joke or are you serious? Or were you serious the whole time? And so if you feel that way, you should have nipped it no, in the I butt already. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I, that the analogy I was thinking of, which fits your description, is um, they all pulled out guns. <laughs> no one shot each other in the head, but everyone pulled out guns. And so now, how do you sit down with a nigga who pulled out guns with you? You know what no, I mean? No, because Rory walked, and that's his gun. Joe told him to sit down. That was his gun, and Maul walked. That was his gun. So now they in a Mexican standoff. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you work in that situation? That's 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 where I saw it was kind of like doomed. Joe's rarely hopeful. He's like, yo, in a month they're gonna be back. We're gonna be boys. <laughs> yeah, we friends beyond this. I mean, Even if yeah. we never come to the show, we still just... friends. But bro, everyone pulled guns. Like that's not a nobody wants to work in that situation. And as and and you in the gun you pulled is one that's probably a deal breaker for Rory. Rory left the corporate setting not to go to another corporate setting, and you put him in a. You made him feel like he was in a corporate setting. That's you just, you cheated. Mm-hmm. You cheated, my nigga. And, and I think that that's Joe's problem is that, and it, even when it comes to all of his relationships, personal, professional, and 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 intimate, he he cheats and then expects the other person to understand. And it's like, no, <laughs> nigga, no. I just wanted to win. <laughs> you wanted to win, but you didn't want to win bad enough to fucking respect me or, to, you know what I mean, to respect other people's boundaries? You know, to, to respect our relationship. And it, I was surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised, but I was, I should say, I was pleasantly surprised that Maul did what we all expected him to do and stood on the principle of, if you're going to do this to him, then I'm not coming back. Because absolutely, black people know this. If they mm-hmm. treat the white people bad, they definitely <laughs> treat the black people bad. If they treat the white people bad, shit. You got me fucked up. You think I'm sitting here waiting around to see what they do to black people. <laughs> and so, yeah, Maul did the right thing, in my opinion. So that's so there's 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 Rory's um response in choosing to walk in response to that instead of trying to hash out more, you know, 
where this goes. And I'm pretty sure that it didn't go very far with him. Once Joe took that stance, Rory was like, I just won't come back. Yeah. And is Rory right for that response and then standing on that? Is that a threat or is that a is that is that something that you can't threaten? Because I don't think it is. I mean, I don't know. They that they've been together for a while, haven't they? I mean, four or five years. People five years. grow. This could just been a natural inflection point in his life, where it's like where he's probably you know he could have wanted to step away from that and do something different. This it could whole be time. something deep down. And then this was just the perfect convenient. Or this is sort of the thing that made him be like, oh, you know what? People this is tend a sign. to manifest what they want. Yeah, you know what? This is a sign. I don't really need to be here anyway. Damn. That's going to hurt because not that I don't like Joe, but Joe by himself is not nearly as entertaining as when he has those two on with him. And the replacements that he had were not adequate. Savon <laughs> and Ice are not entertaining. And Savon so, and Ice? That's hilarious. Yeah. They sound like villains from The Matrix. They would make good villains, yes. <laughs> but um, but then there's there's mall response, and 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 honestly, this is the weird part. I'm I'm honestly not mad at how anybody responded in any of this, with the exception of Joe should have nipped this in the bud before it got this far. <laughs> That's the ultimate root of it, and so like always, it falls on Joe's shoulders. But in the light of that one mistake. Everyone did what they had to do and, and, and stood on it and moved forward in what yeah. I thought was were, was an honorable fashion. Yeah, he played his cards, thought he had the best hand, but no, 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 not. no, no, no. He definitely did not have the... But the thing apparently is, is that not. he had no reason to think he had the best hand. I think it's the <laughs> ego, but that's where the ego but comes in. I own the in. joint, though, but I'm the one that owns the casino. I would need to have the best hand. No, but you do... Yeah, I know. That's what he thought. You thought... No, but you do need to have the best hand. Yeah, when you, you you need the best hand, that's for sure. That's uh you can't you can't win poker with other people who have the same resolve as you by mm. bluffing. Mm. Because they will call you every time. Mm. And I would Especially I, if they know you. Yeah, dude. Especially I never if they know you. Rory and Malden never struck me as two people that you can call their bluff. Never once. They never struck me as the kind of people who are like, yo, let me pull that nigga's card and see what he does. No, nope. <laughs> And I hope you know, and 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 that's a good air to have. I hope I give and off that think air. That Joe know Joe would know better because they're all New York niggas too. Yep, and Joe has so much experience. Like that's the worst part about this is that Joe Joe'd. <laughs> Joe Joe so hard for no reason. Don't you ever? Other than Joe's ego, because honestly, if Joe would have just stepped back and said, "Wait a second. I didn't really sit down and have a good conversation with him about it before I actually said, hey, you know what? Why don't you just chill at home for the weekend? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't feel like that. Even if he did, it wasn't adequate. And that's a, that's one of the things that you have that people have to learn to do is in hindsight, recognize your mistakes. Yes, you tried. He probably, to his reckoning, sat down and said, wait, I spoke to Rory about this. And I thought we, we came to a reasonable conclusion that he'd take a break. I know you think you did that. But can we acknowledge that if you're dealing with the same person, then you obviously did not do that? Because that way you can amend your behavior for future reference. Otherwise, you're going to keep running into this brick wall. And Joe has ran into the brick wall a lot. So I have reason to believe that we should, you know, he should sit down and really kind of internalize what happened here. Because he's he he's hemorrhaging the good talent, honestly. Because the Girl I Guess podcast, eh. It's niche. It, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's doing well in its niche. Not my thing. See, the thing is, lost its second best co-host. 
And, you know, one and three have a pretty big gulf between them. And so that show has not been doing well. And then he just lost both of his co-hosts. Yeah, doing big things, man. Oh, is that what that is? Wait, wait, that's big things? Oh, nigga, my whole life is big things then, nigga. If lost. <laughs> Lost and 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 uh, ruining business relationships is big things, boy. Well, I mean, that's what you master of this shit. That's an easy weekend for Joe. Clearly, but yeah, moving on from that, what's been going on? Um, so stimulus checks uh, hit, and it was interesting. I, it is what it is in terms of the amount and the dispersion of it. But I will say this, based on what I've seen seen from the reporting is that it seems that the stimulus check this time around was targeted slightly more towards working and middle-class people than any of the prior stimulus, uh, stimulus uh, packages that were, that were given out. Um, and that, that's just to say that it, it actually went to, to middle-class people uh, in percentage more than last time overwhelmingly the money went to to businesses and 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 uh entities of that nature but in terms of where the money hit because they limited the 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 upper end of who can receive it the stimulus check quote unquote gave a more targeted response i still think it's bullshit i think that the cap was wrong because that is tax money that everyone paid into and so everyone deserves the same amount of relief from it it's not correct to means test uh, a reduced stimulus package because guess what? Those, those if you would tax those people at the top, commensurate to to what you should be, it wouldn't matter if you give them back fourteen hundred dollars of it because they were paying far more of that in tax taxes. And so you know they want to frame it as the 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 middle class got a, a an injection uh of, of capital but re- or of 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 funds that they can try to keep themselves afloat with but really and truly all it did i think was further separate the middle class from the lower middle class in terms of the middle class will never vote for for you know democrats if all they ever do is give stimulus to to the lower half of of, of society, they're they're driving by means testing it. They're driving away voters that would otherwise be bought into the idea of universal stimulus packages, you know, things of that nature. But for some reason, they think politically that's a loser. Which, of course, that's a Republican talking line. It shouldn't be a Democratic one. But here in this Democratic fucking uh, 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 government that we have where they didn't need any Republican votes to pass any of this, they decided, hey, we're going to take the Republican line and, and, and exclude a substantial amount of Americans who could probably, if, it doesn't, if it's not enough to affect them, then it, it's okay. You can still provide them those funds. That $1,400, it's not going to hurt the government or, or the tax uh, bottom line uh, enough to, to, to exclude them. Like the benefit of excluding them doesn't outweigh the benefit from keeping it inclusive. That's the point I'm trying to make. And so, you know, the stimulus package, it is what it is. I hope it helps people who got it, but it really isn't what they're billing it to be, you know? And, and that seems to be the, the, the overall uh, um, mood of 
the legislation that's being passed by this administration and a lot of the state governments under this administration. Because, like, you have um, Evanston, Evanston, Illinois, I want to say. I believe it's Evanston, Illinois, supposedly passing, quote-unquote, reparations. But it's not reparations at all. Um, really, all it is is a home stimulus package. So it's not like, if you don't own a home, this, then you don't get reparations, essentially. Which is like, wait a second. Don't you understand that part of the discrimination, the historical discrimination, has excluded people from the housing market? This is supposed to help people who were affected by redlining. But it's like, it only affects you if you were help, uh, affected by redlining if you still succeeded in purchasing a house somewhere else. And it's like, that's not reparations, guys. Why, why are you putting that tag on this? And and I and white people are all over. Like, CC, we're doing it. And it's like, no, you're not doing it. Like, <laughs> like, can you stop right now, please? Like, can we not? And and boy, you should hear the people from Evanston. I think that they um, when all was said and done, there was uh, there was there were several thousand people eligible. Um, I don't know the exact number, but there were several thousand people eligible. I know it was in the thousands. And only 16 people were actually, uh, this was going to end up being doled out to through the first wave. And I'm like, wait, wait, you're going to do this 16 in waves of 16 people? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're not, gonna, you're not trying to do this shit. Like, get out of here. Like, it's so egregious how false this, this claim of, like, reparations is. But it's just like, it's just like the bullshit that they're talking about with the stimulus package. Like, the, the Democrats are digging themselves into such a huge hole. And I'm just like, man, no wonder they won't vote for you guys. Even if you balance the budget, they won't vote for you again. Because you're liars. And nobody wants a liar. At least they know that Marjorie Taylor Greene honestly believes the stupid shit she, say, she says. Mm-hmm. I believe she believes that shit. And she, who cares? Like, she's made it to Congress. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if... One side is batshit insane and the other side is sociopathic liars. You're going to lose because I'm pretty sure that the average American is silly enough to go for the insane person rather than the sociopathic one. They're probably more fun. Oh, definitely more fun. I mean, shit. <laughs> they got guns. No, I'm joking. That's not fun. I don't mean to, to joke about that in this time after we've just had two mass shootings one week apart from each other, which is crazy. But yeah, for some reason, Americans love their guns. And so... They'll definitely go with the party that 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 is uh, allowing them to to shoot them egregiously. But I was like, man, that's crazy. And then you have in in Georgia, yo, this was mind blowing. The Georgia state legislator, the governor, uh, uh, Governor Kemp, in Georgia, signed in one of the worst voter uh, voter rights bills ever. Like it made it illegal to provide provisions for people waiting online to vote it did it 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 it, uh limited the window for early voting it limited uh the the days like you can't vote on you can't uh register to vote on sundays anymore which was a major (laughs) voting uh push in the african-american community at churches in georgia like it was just it was just so egregious that they were pretty much disenfranchising black people in georgia from ever being able to swing an election again and so there was a, a a black legislature who was standing up by Governor Kemp, and she said, "I want to sit here and watch him sign this. I want to see that he's really going to do this." 
and Governor Kemp actually had her arrested. Someone who was legally <laughs> the, the, one of the people who was legally supposed to be observing him do this That's had so them arrested. Uh, talking too much shit. Shut the fuck up while I side my shit with your rude ass comments. But I, I I know you're joking, but it was a really distressing scene to watch those police grab that woman up when she against her legal right. It was fucked up, man. And it's like how does who's who in the who in the government sees this and 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 doesn't say wait isn't that a misuse of power like how are we how is the federal government see a state governor do that and and not step in like what is the point of the federal government in, as an oversight body if they're going to allow governors to wrest control of their states from the the elected legislature they're not even allowing them to observe signings like they're supposed to. That shit's wild. Like, I don't know, man. This this administration is going to have a lot of explaining to do when nothing changes and gets a lot worse. Because I do not foresee another four years of this going on. These were the I, I see another one term presidency happening. I think that the I think that's going to be the new thing. The new norm is going to be one term presidencies because of how bipolar the electorate is and and and. What seems to be the motivating factor is the opposition being in power. You know what I mean? Next year, the Republicans going to come out and somehow they're going to manage to mobilize more people and they're going to beat the Democrats. And then the the, the following election, the Democrats going to mobilize and beat the because it, it really just it's all uh, reactionary anger politics. And none of it and none of it is based in any real uh, material economic uh, under or or you know, social understanding of what's happening on the ground. And so, yeah, man, this, this administration, boy, it's shaping up to be a real stinker. <laughs> but who didn't know that already, right? Dude, and then, then once again, more of the, the malfeasance of this administration. How have they not fixed what's going on in the post office? You still have the old postmaster Louis DeJoy just I mean r- running rough shot over the fucking uh, 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 post office just putting in all kinds of fucked up policies reducing services and, and it's all bullshit it's all bullshit but I don't understand why there is a bipartisan effort to fuck the post office because the post office hello you know what you need for mail-in voting one of the the key things that Democrats use to win the election, you need a fucking active post office. You need a functioning postal service. I can't believe that this fucking administration is literally shooting future administrations in the foot by allowing the dismantling of the post office under their fucking command. Louis DeJoy should have been fired. Been fired. I mean, there's so many scandals around his his conflict of interest that the fact that they didn't that 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 wasn't one of the first things that they did. I mean, and it's oh, it, the post office is something that's close to my heart. It's one of the only government institutions that I wholeheartedly support. I love my post office. I like my postal workers. Not everyone is perfect. Every organization has its problems, but the post office is one of those things that is extremely empowering to the public, and it's solely supported by the government. It is, and 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 the fact that the government has turned its back on that arm of it just shows the complete and utter uh, corruption of the po- uh, the government as a a uh, entity for public good. Our government does not have the public's interest 
at its core at all. Because the one institution that they have that is pretty much all public good is being gutted. And that shit bothers the fuck out of me. It's so disappointing to see this happen. Because let me tell you, post office, I mean, if not just for uh, communication, but just being able to disseminate documents and 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 parcels and the having a government entity to at least counteract the the private entities is hugely important hugely important because they will they will be able to be competitive with them in a way that we have no say over their over their pricing and their services and it's only through the competition with the post office that the the private services are forced to offer better better turnaround, better rates, and so forth. And so if we don't, like, it's bad. And, and this is clearly, clearly, clearly a play by Amazon. Amazon is the one who benefits from deregulation of the postal market and the parcel market. Because who's going to fill in that, that, that all of that uh, 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 vacuum that's left by the postal service decreasing its activities? Amazon. And that's, a, that's the worst fucking part about all of this, is that we're hollowing out our government to sell it to fucking Bezos. This nigga is fucking Lex Luthor on crack. Like, they couldn't even write a villain as evil as Jeff Bezos, man. Because this motherfucker is hollowing out every single part of the American economy and government for his own best interest. And boy, man, is the American public fucking... They're running to their damnation with glee and a smile. With, that, with this, you know... You, I, I want to make a fucking uh, uh, like a counterculture artwork where this American uh, public, like a crowd of people with Amazon smiles on their faces, kind of like how the Apex Twins have those fucking crazy fucking faces plastered over their their head in the that video. Like that's that's what I see when I see the American public. It's just a bunch of fucking faceless people with big Amazon swooshes on their face. Mm-hmm. Like they're just fucking sheeple. They're just units to be farmed by Bezos. It's so bad. And 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 so many of them have no clue that that's exactly what they're doing, that that's exactly what they've reduced their existence to, and they, I hate to see what an afterlife for an entity like that looks like. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> moving on from that, we'll wrap up on uh, this topic. Um, if you uh, if you're familiar with uh, some of the neighborhoods in L.A. Um, there's a neighborhood called Echo Park and it, Echo Park is, is a very diverse neighborhood to say the least. There's some gentrified parts. There's some very poor parts and there's some middle-class parts of it. But, uh, there has been, um, homeless encampment encampments that have been popping up because, you know, living in LA is super expensive and the pandemic hit hard and a lot of people got evicted, you know, that rent assistance shit. I don't I've never seen it. You know what I mean? And I definitely am not making, you know, great big bales of money in which I can't use rent, rent assistance. So I'm not exactly sure who does qualify for it if I don't. And so a lot of people have lost their places. And so there's huge, huge, huge um, homeless encampments springing up all over the city. Um, one of them in particular in Echo Park. And the police have becoming have the gentrified part of the of the city is just very heavy-handedly trying to utilize the police to move the unhoused out of there and the protests have been getting very heated and 
this is, I think, in, in LA at least, is going to be a very hotbed issue. And I see it popping up not just in LA, but in a lot of um, big cities where people were living very precariously to begin with. And the pandemic has thrown them over the edge. And there's no rent assistance. There, There's no amount of stimulus that can get them on their feet at this point. They need structural things to help them uh, get their lives back together. And, uh, you know, <laughs> increasingly more, the police are being used to to uh, to be the remedy to these to these movements or, or protests or encampments that are popping up. And it's not looking good, man. I don't know. It, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on without, you know, there being, you know, significant bodily harm. And like, it's going to look like you know, the summer of BLM again, you know, where every day you're seeing police brutality in New York, police brutality in LA, people are dying on the streets from getting, you know, hit in the face with tear gas cans. And it's like, geez, I, I, is, I fear that America in its, you know, never ending adaptability and versatility will just kind of make a lifestyle of living in this unrest and they'll commodify it and and it'll be, you know, it'll just create another market and it'll just keep going until either things get so bad that the unrest actually becomes like super problematic. Like it gets to like Israel level unrest where you people are just in cafes getting blown up, which I really hope it doesn't get that far. Or there's some kind of progress made. And I just don't have a lot of faith in the progress outcome, you know. People are dying in mass shootings every week right now. Like, it's pretty crazy, you know? And we still can't get gun legislation. They're still politicizing gun reform. So I don't don't see it moving towards the progress end. I see it getting worse and worse. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I it sounds like I'm being hyperbolic when I say, man, it might no, get... No, it to- doesn't. Sounds like you're accurately describing the situation. Nothing That's what I feel like, it. though. I feel like I'm just being, you know, kind of I'm trying to be objective and level headed and saying, like, if people are taking machine guns into public places on a weekly basis, I'm not sure how far it is that people will start taking bombs into public places. And because it's a it's a, it's not a sane mindset. If people are regularly getting to that place, then it's it's a very quick descent. It's not very long until people are, are are performing larger acts of violence. And so we really need to 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 start thinking about how do we address, you know, the politicization of things like gun control. You know, what do we do? What do we do, you know, in a situation where we have no political agency whatsoever? How do we how do we organize ourselves outside of this electoral political system? It is not working for us. And I don't think it ever will. And I don't and I think it's built that's it, not a bug. It's a feature. All righty guys, we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Hopefully we can uh find some more uh, uplifting things to to wrap with next week, but yeah, it, it, you know, we got to keep our eyes open to everything. Thank you for joining us. You can follow us on the social medias you can find me on twitter at cree underscore t and at home heron and you can find me on instagram at heron's home podcast and you can catch me on instagram rico underscore g sound and always remember guys time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever really will learn from have a great one guys thanks for joining us Peace. take it easy